grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Welcome in. Episode number 226 of Jobbing Out. As in all anybody's talking about in the world of pro wrestling this week, UFC 226. Yeah, that's what I did there. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis of the New York Giants. And boys... Oh, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> We got a great show this week. Uh, coming up a little bit later on in the program, a return visitor to the show, uh, one of our guys, Baltimore Zone, and now getting ready for Slammiversary. Um, a man who actually witnessed the moment when Alicia Fox approached me and called me the man beast. Uh, Rich Swan will join us later on in the program. Looking Rich homie that. Swan. <laughs> right? Not bad. Not bad, sir. I like it. Apparently, they've been calling him All Night Swan. In uh, Impact, which is a pretty good play. That's a pretty good play. I still don't understand why he never came out to. I mean, I get it. He has good music already, but I mean, you feel like he's blowing an opportunity not coming out to one of Rich Homie Quarren's songs. I mean, dude, he has all he's ever had is great music. You know what I mean? Like the one dude that's never needed to upgrade his is. uh, I feel like a a few years ago we had a debate on who had the best overall entrance themes over the year. He's definitely in the conversation now. Conversation, there's no doubt. So not only that, but of course it's pay-per-view of the week. This week is Extreme Rules in the WWE, and so we need to make some picks for Extreme Rules. Our guest picker this week joins us here in segment number one. You know what's funny? I don't actually even know what his actual title is with Defy. Like, I know he's been a super good guy to us. I know that we love Defy. I don't know what his actual title is there, but Matt Farmer is our guest picker from Defy Wrestling in the Pacific Northwest. Matt, what is it that you would say you do there? Um, I... Hello, everybody. First off, um, <laughs> and I wanted to say what's up. I felt left out when everybody was chanting what's up. So I just want to give a what's up real quick. What's up? Uh, what's up? <laughs> I don't know what my title is. <laughs> I, I, we call myself a producer. Um, but Jim and I, Jim Perry and myself, we do, we're like partners, I guess, partners in crime. Um, we do a little bit of everything. I mean, he produces, I produce, we promote, we book, we, you know, everything. I mean, it's completely hands-on. I mean, if you, if there's a spill, we'll mop the floor, you know, it, it's, it's a small business. So we do a little bit of everything. You know, wait, why do you employ Steve Miggs if you don't have him do that? I don't understand. What is <laughs> yeah. the point of having Miggs around if role? he's not going to go mop doing. the floors? Now, you guys have known Miggs a long time. He can be a bit of a diva. Oh, my God. Really? A you thousand think? percent. Damn. Yeah, he, he, a little bit of a diva. So, um, yeah, you. But that's why you have to break him down, right? By exactly. Making him right. Yeah. Right. Remind yeah. him. Yeah. 
He thinks he's the talent, that Steve Miggs. Well, Matt, I, dude, I, it's good to have you. Seriously, we've blown you guys for a long time, but for good reason. It's unreal. I'm going out in September. September 8th show, awesome. I will be at Defy. Holy shit, that's cool. That's really yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, um, that's awesome. In September, we have a great show. So You, you want yeah, right? to now make any official announcements here? <laughs> I, I can't make any official announcements yet, but, um, yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. It, it, it'll be great. Um, yeah, it. There will be a lot of bad boys there. Let's just say that. Ooh, ooh. Okay. There's one in particular like that I'm very familiar with. Um, seriously, being a part of this thing and watching how this thing has grown so quickly, so insanely. Um, the story of Defy is one that I don't know can be matched in independent wrestling. Uh, what's it been like being a part of it? You know, it, it's been crazy. I mean, we started out with this really unique idea, and it's just grown. Our, our fan base is awesome. The Defiance, they're loyal. Um, and, man, it, it's been amazing because the Northwest has been kind of like a dead scene for so long. And since Defy's popped up into the picture, it's just kind of exploded. So it's great to see, you know, I've been a fan of and following wrestling and have been involved in wrestling for a long time. And this is something I'm really proud of. So, I mean, it, it, it's just a, it's just a unique feeling, guys, honestly. Well, it's an incredible product, man. It's unbelievable Thank what you. you guys are doing out there. And it's, it's cool to um, be a very small part. I, it's awesome that Aaron gets to go out there. Now I'm jealous because every time I see what you guys are doing, I'm like, holy S, this is unlike anything I've seen at uh, this type of show before, so I, I can't You know, wait. it's fun. Hey, and I always tell, I tell Migs this, too. If you guys want to book me, you know, I'll waive my appearance fee. I just need a flight up there. You know? <laughs> he never told us that. <laughs> well, he doesn't want my, anyone overshadowing him. So. I'll stay yeah. at Migs' house like he stayed at mine and when he yeah. came to WrestleMania. So give me a flight. There you That's go. definitely something we got to work on. There you go. Definitely. We'll make it happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's next for you guys? We have... Two events coming up in the next two weeks. This Friday, um, July, uh, July, Friday the thirteenth, we have Defy Loud. That's in Seattle, Washington, at our home, Washington Hall. Um, we've got John Morrison, Colt Cabana, Tyle Valkyrie, nice. uh, and just bro, um, just a ton of great names. Luchasaurus is going to be there. Yes. Ricky Stark, yes. MJF. Um, and then August 20th, we are at the Hawthorne Theater in Portland, Oregon, with a huge title match with Austin Aries defending the Defy Championship against Shane Strickland. Also, last night, we just announced Ray Phoenix is going to be wrestling Ray Horace. So that's going to be huge. Yeah. So. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. That's all right. DefyWrestling.com, of course, is where people can find out more. Yes. Dude, you just have to go check it out. It's unbelievable. And it's going to be loud Friday. This Friday, July 13th, it's going to be loud because it's Defy Loud. And if you've never been in Washington Hall, ask anybody that has wrestled there. Even big names like Tommy Dreamer and Austin Aries, they all put us over for how loud the Defiance gets. It's such a so cool room, man. It's such a cool room. Well, here's also the thing. you got to ensure some heel comes out in a Jason mask on Friday. Mm. Mm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good call. Is that a heel move or a face move? Yeah, actually, that would get a huge pop, wouldn't it? That yeah. would get a yeah. huge pop, no doubt. Well, it could go either way, but if you have a really big asshole heel come out with it, it would work as well. Well, especially if you're, you know, have him cut off what someone's if, head. <laughs> like <laughs> Migs. 
Well, no, that would be a pop. What are you talking about? Yeah, what if no. we removed that mask and it was AJ under that mask? Oh. oh! Oh! It would get a massive pop. It would get a massive pop in that situation. Although it would be really difficult to get somebody walk in and be like, boy, that guy, he's really big. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, right? I, I, they I don't know if that's Jason right like, there. Jason really let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's make our picks for Extreme Rules. Uh, Matt, you know how this works. Uh, because you're a guest, we're going to let you pick every match first. Um, oh. the, you also get the, the sort of the guest advantage. Uh, are we going to give Matt the guest advantage of if he ties, he, he doesn't lose? Or do we? No. All right, no, very that, good. That was, that was before when it was just we didn't include them all right, in the bet. All right. Yeah. So all losers and ties. Yes. All okay. losers and ties are losers. Yep. And this month, we really I don't I don't know whose idea this was. It was terrible. There was a it's terrible What are you talking about? No, I was I mean, we were all just spitballing before the uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. And we were all just idea. like taking different uh-huh. ideas. Somebody threw one out there uh-huh. and we were like, Boy, that sounds awful, but you know, that's the one we went with. I don't know whose idea it could have been any of us. Um for whatever reason, they had this amazing idea on SmackDown this week to give you a new fresh matchup. One that you haven't seen before. A dream match, if you will. Yeah, a dream match. You can call it that. A WrestleMania rematch. You know, it's been months since WrestleMania. Absolutely. And we've been waiting for another opportunity to see AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. What a concept. Well, I will say that it was a good match. It was a fine match. It was a fine match. And those guys are great. It's just hilarious. Dream match part six. Right. How they (laughs) pretended like they haven't done the same match every week for the last. I loved how they called it a WrestleMania rematch. Right. It's a rematch of every (laughs) pay-per-view that you've had since then. Anyway, beyond that. Uh, but none of them going back to the well with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. Loser this month is taking a dick kick. <laughs> Legit. Nice. Taking a dick kick. Now, because Matt Farmer is in Seattle, uh, if he loses, he's got to take the dick kick from Steve Miggs. That's the way that's going to work. Um, you and I, because we're both here, yeah. um, we would take the dick kick from each other. Uh, what would we do about AJ? Snacks? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that would be no, so I great. I refuse <laughs> snacks because he will wheel back and try to break my Who's fucking balls. Who's the teammate balls. that you would allow to let you ki- let, let them kick you in the dick? I mean, really, I'm not going to allow any of my. I mean, uh, I'll find whoever I can find. Probably what, about, Thomas, but... what about your wife? Mm, probably not. <laughs> I was going to say, she, she would get, like, think about everything yeah, built right? up over the years. All right. All right. We'll figure out who it's going to be for AJ. But you that... don't have to worry about it because I'm not going to lose. Oh, Says the I've guy who lost, like... That's true. I lost the last two. Yeah, that's true. Before then, I hadn't yeah. lost in a while. That's, that's true. I don't know. You lost Mania. You lost the last yeah, two. You lost... <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron, first match for the week. Uh, Extreme Rules coming to us from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. On, do, do we have to call it Extreme Rules? Do I know. We? It's whatever. It's just, the Great American Bash. I'm calling it the Great yeah, American Bash I'm for totally the rest of the papers. It's not Extreme Rules. It's mildly different rules. <laughs> mildly different is what we can call it. Go ahead. All right, um, let's start off with Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin in a singles match. Whoa, Whoa extreme. Matt Farmer. Oh, man, I'm going with Baron Corbin this time. Yeah. AJ? Good, good pick. I'm going to go with Baron Corbin as well. I think it'll do a, it'll do a good job of extending this feud um, and building up the constable. I saw somebody on Twitter this week bitching about like Baron Corbin's character and what they did with it, and I didn't know who it was. I'm like, he didn't have a he character. He had no character until this came along. 
This is by yeah. far the best thing they've ever done. What do you mean? He was the lone wolf. Yeah, he sure was. He was lonely. Um, yeah, the answer is Baron Corbin. There's no reason why you would ha- do all this with him and then have him lose a pay-per-view match. It makes no sense. Yeah, the, the crazy thing is, and I can't believe I'm saying this right now, Baron Corbin is hotter than Finn Balor right now as a character. Know. And it's not close. I'm in agreement. So, I, I yeah, agree. it's yeah. Baron Corbin. Yeah, no I, th- th- that's a weird thing to say. Really weird thing to say. All right, we got a uh, match that was announced this week, a tables match between The New Day and Sanity. AJ. Oh, no, Matt Farmer. Sorry, Matt Farmer goes first. Again, I'm going to go with the heels. I'm going to go with Sanity. I think they need the uh, I think they need the quick rub. I think the only question here, and AJ, you, we've talked about this a lot, is what are you pointing to at SummerSlam? And my gut is that they're pointing to this continuing through SummerSlam. And so I'm going to agree with Matt that Sanity gets the win here for that new day to get the comeuppance at SummerSlam. So give me Sanity in this one. Yeah, I think uh, Sanity is their first big match. Even if it's yeah. a table match and you can just kind of write it off and chaos and you know everything else, I-, I think it's stupid to have them lose here so you have them win. And because, again, it's a tables match so you can l- win kind of flukily, it very easily moves on to SummerSlam if they want to do that. Yeah, Glenn stole all my points. Sanity. All right, there you go. All right, very good. Next. Next, we have Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a singles match oh, for boy. the U.S. title. Oh, boy. Oh, man. All right, Matt, this one's extreme. For the U.S. title, I think I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm, I think Hardy's going to retain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, boy, it, the, the tricky thing is the, the dog thing has completely thrown off this feud. Like, we haven't seen Nakamura in a while. I just, you can't have Nakamura lose again. You can't do it. Yeah, how many months in a row have we said that, Aaron? Yeah, it's true. At some point, the Rusev or the Bray Wyatt uh, rule comes into play here. I, I hope it's not here. I'm going with Nakamura. Yeah, I, I just, to immediately put him in the U.S. title picture, like coming out of him not being a successful world champion, you only do that if he's going to win it, I think. So I, I got I got Shinsuke here. You better effing have Shinsuke Nakamura win this match. <laughs> I mean, what in the world are you doing? This is Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, now, with that said, this might be where Matt's a genius. Because we're sitting here saying they have to have him win the match, yeah. right? They have to have him win the match. But for F's sake, they needed to have him win the last couple and they didn't do it. So yeah. Matt might be brilliant in going well, the opposite also- way. You got to remember, Nakamura's a heel, and they've been trying to push him as a heel for a long time. And so, a great way to have him lose would be to lose by DQ. You mean kick him in the dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be clear. That's a very plausible finish. If he just says "screw it," I'm going to get DQ'd. And how and- pissed am I though? If that's all that they're going to have Shinsuke Nakamura be is just the guy that kicks everyone in the dick. Uh, Remember, uh, Jane especially Silent since he had an actually very Campbell good character. promo in English last this week. He did. Too. He yep. did. He really did. Um, no, I, it better be Shinsuke Nakamura. That's my pick. Next, next we have. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. Hey, match that's that actually semi makes, extreme. Semi extreme and actually makes sense for the feud they've done. Yeah. Matt, you're up first. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Strowman. I I don't see a way that unless they do something where it's like Owens climbs over the cage. I, I don't see them having Owens go over Strowman. I I think it'd be stupid too. Yeah, I, there's no way Owens goes over Strowman. I I love Kevin Owens. 
And I don't think that the rule of you got the money in the bank, you're going to lose every match until you cash in applies to Braun Strowman. Yeah. I don't. So, so I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. I don't think losing a match applies to Braun Strowman. <laughs> True. This is Braun Strowman. I don't care what you do. There is no scenario you can present to me where you say, here's how it makes sense for him to lose a match. No. Well, there's one way that if, if, if Sammy got involved, but he's he's hurt. He's so. out. Yeah. He's out to like, like legit, rumble. And, and like real Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That, that would be one way that you could. Or Jericho, I guess, but he's obviously not going to be coming out. To, like it would, it would have to be some kind of outside interference, maybe Triple H or someone like that, and that's how you could set up a Braun Strowman Triple H feud for SummerSlam, which would be huge. But I mean, yeah, that that literally would have to be something like that. Yeah. Even then, I'm pretty sure that Braun Strowman has like eaten six people at once before. You know what I mean? Like I. Yeah, I, I, I just there's no world in which you can have. Braun I mean, in, in normal circumstances, you could say, "Oh, well, you know, it's very easy. He he, he escapes. He climbs out. He goes, you know, right. real chicken shit here, and he escapes, and that's how he wins because Braun wants to beat his ass instead of you know actually beat him, which is reasonable." But this is Braun Strowman we're talking about, and no, Braun Strowman's not going to lose this match. I, I could see I, the way I could see Owens going over is if they did that deal where like. Braun threw him through the cage. Huh. Yeah, I can see All right. that. Right. Yeah. All right. You know, that actually would be kind of great. Yeah. Yeah. It would have to be a complete chicken shit move like that, though. Like, if, if yeah. that would actually be perfect, honestly, because then you would have uh, reason to for them to do a rematch at SummerSlam. And, I mean, until Braun cashes in, which we're assuming is going to be at SummerSlam, but... I mean, there's nothing well, that is pointed I was, towards I mean, that. I was assuming that. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going right. to talk about that in segment two here. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we don't know nothing, that Brock's Literally showing up. nothing points towards that. So, yep. I mean, that would be a good way to extend the feud to SummerSlam. Yep, no doubt. All right. This super extreme match here, Carmella faces Asuka for the SmackDown women's title, and James Ellsworth will be suspended above the ring in a short cage because the rules have to be followed at Extreme Rules. Everybody knows that, right? Everybody <laughs> yeah. knows it. Matt? I'm gonna pick Carmella. I think I think she's the person to keep the title on right now, especially with Ellsworth there. I think there's a better. I think there's something there, and I think Oscar right now could be cooled off a little bit. I think Oscar's definitely cooled off a little bit, which is a bummer um, because Oscar's great. I do think there's. I'm with you in agreement on Carmella. I think that right now it's hot. They're clearly building to something with James Ellsworth and her. What that's going to be, I don't know. Um, I, I kind of didn't like. I didn't love what they ended up doing this week. Like, I love the idea of the lumberjack match. I think they should have let let Ellsworth get a little bit more offense in in the process. Right? It's really hard yeah. to credibly do that again to ever do another Ellsworth versus a female match when. You just don't get let him get anything in when he doesn't show anything that would allow him to be in the ring with anyone. So um, it's tricky. I don't know exactly how they do it, but I do agree. I think Carmella is the answer here. I think keeping the title on her makes the most sense right now. Here's the thing that I'm getting out of this. Wait, you're, you're stepping in front. You're stepping. No, in front. this isn't my. This isn't my. Oh, okay, I was just right. Making an observation. Uh, so why is Oscar not in next in line for the WWE title? What do you mean? James Ellsworth beat AJ Styles twice. <laughs> well, that's true. Fact. That's a good point. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's why she loses this match. That's a great, so right. she turns around right. and says, "You know what? She gets AJ Styles. Yeah, I beat the guy who beat the guy. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. he was the champion at the time. Now, Fact. 
All true. Fact. All he lost, are... Now, he lost well, when the title was on the line. Right. But, but it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, who has, has who has more victory? Who has more singles victories over AJ Styles in the past eighteen months? Well, who has more victories over AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura or James Ellsworth? <laughs> Boy, what a world we're living in! What a world God. we're living in! Oh man! Right. Um, yeah, it, it's my turn. Uh, I was going all Oscar in this match because I think it's a mistake to have her. I don't care if it's it's really dirty to have her pinned again. Uh, I think it's a mistake, but. When's the last time someone with their manager, whatever, hanging above the hanging above the ring, has lost a match? No, they always they, get. Yeah. yeah, they always win. So it's Carmella here. Yeah, I'm yep. going with Carmella. I think it's obvious that James is going to drop that same spray down. Um, what I could see happen is her drop this, him drop the spray down. Carmella gets caught using it and loses by DQ, and that's how you would extend it to SummerSlam. Um, losing by DQ and at extreme rules. Yeah. Yes, at extreme rules. We're, we're talking about all these matches ending in DQ. God. Um, yeah. But but uh, I'm I'm still but I'm gonna go with Carmella because I think that it does extend the feud and Carmella has been fantastic oh, no as a champion and I think Oscar winning at SummerSlam after two months of trying to get it and being robbed by James Ellsworth is booking 101. Yeah, that's a bigger moment. I agree. It's a much bigger yeah. moment, no doubt. All right, we have uh, we have Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins in an Iron Man match for the IC title. Ooh, you know, I man, that's a that's a tough one. I think they should keep it on Ziggler, but I've got a feeling they're going to switch the title here. All right, all right. Um, it's, I think it's my yeah, turn. it's you. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think Ziggler walks out with this. I could actually see this ending up in a tie, and that's kind of you don't you don't do sudden death, and then you just say, okay, Ziggler holds on because it's a tie. Um, but wait, what? Oh, because Gorilla Monsoon's dead. That's why it'll be a tie. <laughs> 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 Got uh, it. Wow. Okay. Then. Uh, what do you mean? Wow. That's one of the most haunting moments of my childhood. I was a Bret Hart fan. <laughs> okay. And. And the uh, Iron Man match ends, and I'm like, great. Yeah, right. My heart's <laughs> right. still the champ. Yeah. Right. I don't no. give a fuck about none of this anymore. This is great. And then Gorilla Monsoon comes out and ruins everything. Oh, man. Makes it, makes it sudden death. And then now Shawn Michaels lives in history. Well, at least, well, you're, not, at least you're not still not over it. That would be right. right. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with uh, Dolph Ziggler here. AJ. Um. See, see, I have so many ideas. I, I mean, they could, uh, they could hot shot it back to Rollins, and that's how you can start to to sow the seeds of you know Ziggler and Drew breaking up, and then that could be your triple threat at SummerSlam for the Intercontinental title: Ziggler, Drew, and Seth. Um, I can see that very easily. I can also see Dolph retaining. Um, because of Drew's help. And that's what I think is most likely to happen. So I'm going to go with Dolph. I'm going to go man. I do think this is the toughest one on the card. Because we don't... We don't... I do like that idea of a tie, though. Well, I think at SummerSlam it's going to be Dean Ambrose and Seth versus Ziggler and Drew. But does it matter who has the belt, then? Right, like that's the point. Like, you could do that yeah, match. I think if you're, do- a- you know what, if you're doing that, if that's the match, Matt, 
I think mm-hmm. that Dolph has to retain. So I will go with Dolph. Um, okay. Because I, I think that that only gets set up by Drew McIntyre helping to screw over Seth Rollins. And that's yeah, – look, the whole thing is awkward. You know what I mean? Like I, I There's yeah. also this question of is there a main event or not, right? Like is there a bigger match on the card? I don't know if there is or if there isn't or if this is their main event. No, this is not the main event. I get, yeah, because Roman Reigns isn't in it. That's a great point. I don't know. The whole thing is very weird, but ultimately my, my answer is Dolph Ziggler. Yes. All right. We have uh, SmackDown tag titles on the line as the Bludgeon, Bludgeon Brothers take on Team Hell No. Uh, oh, oh Team Hell No is going to win the tag titles here. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 You know, I was on the fence before this week's SmackDown, but they finished the show. I mean... They carried the show. They from start the middle segment with New Day, the end of the show. Um, they're hot, man. I mean, they're one of the like of all the the weirdo tag teams that have ever been put together, you know, in the history of WWE. There's not many even in Team Hell No's league. Um, to have them come out and. I think the way the Bludgeon Brothers have been dominating the tag team division, I think because of Kane, you leave and open it. I think Kane is going to be the reason that they win this match. And I think eventually Daniel Bryan is going to be the reason they lose the titles. So I'm going to go with Team Hell No. I am, um, I don't know, for some reason I have this feeling of they're not going to win it here, but they're going to win it at SummerSlam and then lose them two nights later. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, somehow, my gut tells me it's too soon to have the Bludgeon Brothers drop the belts. Too soon? They, they've, they've had them since WrestleMania, and they haven't lost a match I, in I, the I know, and that's the, like... The, the, and the, they didn't lose a match along the way. You didn't have a real chase, though. They didn't I don't have know. a real chase, but they're literally the show. I mean, like, the Bludgeon Brothers can be... Can go back to being the top heel tag team, you know? And they'll be able to get other baby faces over as the top heel te- non-champion tag team. But, like, it's very clear to me that it's going to be Daniel Bryan and Ke- – I, I, I think coming out of SummerSlam, you're going to get Sanity taking the tag team titles from, from Team Hell No. And that's when you start to see the seeds of doubt come to fruition – between Kane and Daniel Bryan, and then you have a Kane and Daniel Bryan feud, obviously. I'm, I'm just going to say the Bludgeon Brothers anyway. I'm just going to do it. I'm just <laughs> saying the Bludgeon it's, Brothers, and that's what it is. I, I'm feeling almost the same way you are, and, and I don't think that them ending the show is a sign they're going to win the titles. Typically, that's a sign they don't win the titles, you know? Um, boy. I just I think that if... If the Bludgeon Brothers retain, it's most likely because of like a DQ, right? So I'm I'm wondering if that's the route they go, and so, so that, that's kind of right, yeah. Right. Since we're picking the winners here, right. I'm leaning towards Team Hell No. So that that's where I'm going. But yeah, for some reason I don't see them necessarily dropping the titles, but I also don't see Team Hell No losing. So I'm going with Team Hell oh, No winning. God damn it, I'm I'm on an island here. This is why I'm going <laughs> to end up getting kicked in the dick because of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the next match, we have Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus the B-Team for the Raw Tag Titles. Man, I, I have not put any thought into this match at all. Um, I, I don't see Bo and Curtis being tag champs. So I, I'm going to have to pick Hardy and Wyatt. 
right. I, I just I don't know. I don't see those guys being tag champs. I understand. I think it'd be cool. Here's my issue. What more are you really getting out of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt? Uh, see a face team that the Authors of Pain can run through. Yeah, they can run through the B team though too as well. That's yeah, but they're not. I mean, they are a face team, but they're not a face team. I mean, like, are are they not? Like, <laughs> they're not. They're mocking the faces of this feud, which is Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. I don't know, dude. I just don't. <laughs> I mean, I said sorry, Bray Wyatt and uh, Matt Hardy. Yeah. I just don't think that like they've there's been all that much there with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. It's just seemed to continue to just sort of be an awkward pairing that had a lot of potential and kind of just went away. Like they they don't really get much out of them. Like we don't get no. great promos out of them. We don't get anything out of them. Um, I think you're getting way more out of the. B-team. I don't agree with that at all. I think that you're just pretending because Bray Wyatt missed one week. Lat two weeks ago, that they have no continuity. When their promos no leading up to that were sick, they were fine. I don't it know. Was, man. It was Matt Hardy being quintessential broken Matt Hardy, like talking in parables and being insane, and then feeding off to the dark side of parables and right into I, Bray Wyatt. I don't know. I don't think I. I do not think it has been that great. I think it's been fine. Is I this think... like when you said Al, uh, Curtis Axel was horrible? Three weeks ago, well, he was horrible, and then, then he flubbed his lines. Yeah, he flubbed his lines. You can't do that. You know what I mean? Like, he flubbed his lines on one show, and Glenn said the man should never wrestle. Again. I didn't say that. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now you're now you're trying to make me Aaron. Okay, you now I know what you're doing. To that than you care to admit. No, no, no. You're trying to make me Aaron, where I try to make it seem as though the the, the Aaron, entire business. Am I is lying? Over. I did not try to make it seem like he shouldn't Aaron. wrestle again. You, I think you said he hasn't done really anything. In no, I career. said Curtis Axel. Yeah, a yeah, guy who hasn't accomplished anything, right? A guy who said. hasn't accomplished anything can't get that moment and fuck it up. And he and you, he gave us Axel Mania. How dare you? And I did. I did sell him short, and I admitted that I had sold him short in that. In that <laughs> the aspect. man was in the Royal Rumble. You're for right a year. for a year. Correct. That is a good point. And I did. I had sold yeah. him short. Um, ultimately, I'm going with the B team. I think the B team wins. I also think it's interesting that they skipped the, they didn't do this match at the last pay per view um, when they had the opportunity. This has been building for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they did it that way. Uh, other than I think they wanted to get a little bit more out of the B team to figure out whether or not they were ready to make this this leap. I think they're going to give it to him. I think they're going to give him the chance, and I think it's going to happen. I'm going to again. I'm just going to just go ahead and kick me in the dick already. Just go <laughs> ahead and do it. Like, I'm good. Here's the thing. If I'm booking, I give it to the B team. B team is way more over yeah. than Hardy and Wyatt right now. And if I'm in charge, I give it to them. And if, if that means the Authors of Pain run through them instead of Wyatt and Hardy, so be it. I don't really know that I want the Authors of Pain to run through. Yeah, Matt but it, I, it's go, again, it's going to happen. So I'm, I'm putting that in as just kind of a, that's happening. We're just getting to that point. Um, that's what I believe. That's what I think should happen. But I don't think they're going that way. I think they view Authors of Pain beating Wyatt and Hardy as the bigger moment. So if that's where we're going, then that's who wins. So I'm going with uh, White and Hardy here. All right. Very good. Very good. And? What, uh, AJ, I think, still has oh, to go. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, very wide, Matt Hardy. You said everything I was going to say. Okay. Fair enough, then. <laughs> uh, um, then let's go to Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax in an Extreme Rules match for the Raw Women's Wait title. Wait a second. They're doing an Extreme Rules match at Extreme Rules? Wild, uh-huh. right? I love that it's the girls' match. Right. <laughs> like, that's that's good. I yeah, love that. That might even be the main event. Um, I could. Yeah. It could. It could be. With, I it, think, if I you think assume Rousey with, stands tall at the end, then yeah, there's yeah, your, yeah. I can see I that. Do think, I do think Alexa's gonna retain. Okay. Yeah, just simply because I think the real money's 
in Rousey beating Alexa, not right. Rousey beating Nia for the title. Right. Yep. Right. Um, I'm with I, you. I, I agree. Oh, it's on you. It's, right? Yeah, it's on me. Uh, I agree with you. I think Alexa retains here. Uh, you know, they, they still have the awkward thing about, you know, Ronda suspended. So what happens? You know, they're, they're teasing her jumping the railing. She shouldn't be able to jump the railing because she's suspended. But, you know, that's wrestling and everything. Um, yeah. I think it should she'll be a fun get, match. She'll get her suspended extension. There, there we go. That just, you know, keep keep rolling it over. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Alexa retains here. And it should be fun because the Extreme Rules match allows just a lot of different things to happen. You could see, yeah, Mickey's probably going to get involved. You could see Natalia end up coming down. Uh, trying to balance the sides out. I, I think it's going to be a fun match no matter what. Um, you know, one of the ways you can handle that, it's pretty easy. You could have Nia bump her into the crowd. You know okay. what I mean? Like, okay, it'd be a, yeah. It'd be a, you're, you're not breaking your suspension. But, right, yeah. right. Yeah, if she falls in your lap, you know what I mean? Like, eh, whatever happens, happens. That'd be the type of way to do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, AJ? Um, I think that this would be a good opportunity to set up a triple threat match at, at uh, SummerSlam between Nia, Alexa, and um, Ronda Rousey, but I think that in order to do that, you would have to have Nia win here. And I mean, I could see a situation where you could do that, but I don't think that they would want to do that. I think that they do want Alexa versus Ronda Rousey, but then I, I struggle and I say, can we sit here incredibly think no. that Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey one on one is supposed to be a fair match. Absolutely not. No way. So so then that's why I begin to think maybe Nia wins the title back here in order for it to be well, Nia Jax is in there and Alexa's in there. You know? That's right. Um man. I'm gonna pick Alexa but I honestly would not be surprised at all if Nia won. I'm going to pick Nia winning by DQ. <laughs> I mean... Just, just don't, don't pigeonhole yourself. No, I mean, I get, said, I, get, I get to pick Nia. I mean, wait, 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 wait. DQ and an, an extreme rule. That was the bit. That yeah. was the bit. Yes. Um, look, I don't... I don't know here. It's really tough. And it's really tough because I'm I'm in agreement on both things. I'm in agreement on I think they want Ronda versus um, uh, Alexa, but at the same time, you're absolutely right, AJ. There is no I, I have watched Ronda Rousey. She should not be in the ring with Alexa Bliss ever. That, that you can't sell me on that. Right now, I think Ronda Rousey should be in the ring with dudes. Um, so that doesn't work for me. I do think it has to be a triple threat. The only real way to get to a triple threat is. Well, Alexa's do a rematch, plus Ronda's there and in the picture, so it all works out that way to make it a triple threat. But Ronda getting, you know, like beating Nia Jax when Nia Jax has done nothing wrong, that doesn't work as a moment. I think you I think you just have to, to say it is what it is, and you're going to have to have Alexa win. Alexa's the answer. Alexa's the answer. All right. All right. Uh, we have a singles match. For no title, that's probably going to be the main event of the night between Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. Always very smart when they do this. Always very smart when they do it. Yeah. Man, this is like how this is one of the matches that's hard to decide because it's like you've got two of Vince's favorites, Bobby and Roman, you know. But I, I think I think in this case we're going to see Bobby go over. 
Okay. Believe it or not, yeah. Bobby, I mean, there's, Bobby's the man. The stakes are nothing, so it doesn't matter at all. If he like, if you're ever going to have him win one, this would be a great place to have him do it. Yep. Um, you? Uh, no, it's AJ, right? Yeah, see, I'm at a place where if, if they want to get Bobby Lashley in the title match at SummerSlam somehow, you have to have Roman win here. And Roman's pretty much going to be in it no matter what because he technically beat Brock Lesnar the last time they had a match. That did happen, yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking, you know, maybe Bobby beats Roman and that's how Bobby says I should be in the match too. But do you really have Roman Reigns lose his last match? Uh, lose his last match before SummerSlam when he's going to be going for the title. And also, if you're going to have Bobby Lashley in there, what what are we supposed to think about Braun Strowman with the briefcase? When is the when is he going to be in, involved in this situation? It has to come around soon. You would think. I mean, he's Braun Strowman. He's fucking seven foot tall, four hundred pounds. He's strong as shit. He can kill anyone he wants to. Why would this, why would he not be involved in that situation? So there's a lot in the air right there, and I think. It makes me realize maybe they have different plan for Braun, and maybe they're just going to go straight up one more time Brock Roman at SummerSlam. So I'm going to go with Roman. Look, the fact that this means nothing is really tricky because what you but just, it doesn't mean nothing though. It it can absolutely it depend the the scenario you just painted. Like currently, it like on paper in storyline, it doesn't mean anything. But we all know because we're wrestling fans that. If Bobby Lashley wins this match, he's going to be in the main event of SummerSlam. We don't know if, that there's going to be a main event of SummerSlam. Yes, we, we, do. we don't know what's going on right now with Brock Lesnar. We have yes, no we clue. He's good. Yes, we do. He's going to drop he the better. belt at SummerSlam. He better, right? Like, I'm he's with good. you on that. Yes, we do. I, oh, boy. Um, I'm, I'm in he, a weird... SummerSlam is just enough time for him to stop doing everything he needs to do WWE-wise and get ready for his fight in November. But, well, January. January. Yeah, yeah. It's I thought it was in November. No, no, because he wasn't back in the uh, system. He still has to serve his six uh, month suspension and be in the testing program. So it's probably right. going to be the January. Cor- yeah, Cormier said he thought it was going to be the Super Bowl weekend pay per view. Yeah, um, Jan- January eighth is when his uh, suspension ends. Yeah. Look, okay. I, I don't know. I am. I am of the opinion. I think. That at this point you're going to have Bobby Lashley. If there is, if it's Brock, Roman, I think it's going to be all three of them, and Bobby Lashley is going to be in there where it should be Braun Strowman. And because of the scenario that you just painted, you're right. Um, Bobby Lashley needs a win in order to credibly be in that picture, whereas Roman doesn't. So my answer is Bobby Lashley. And I hear your argument that if you think that Roman's going over at SummerSlam, that. It's a little bit awkward, but he is Roman Reigns. I don't think that he has to have won his last match um, in order to go over at SummerSlam. I think no, it's the okay. best I'm telling the best way they could possibly do this is to have, like, based off what we've seen so far, is to have a triple threat, whether it be Roman Seth and Bra- uh, Brock or Roman Bobby Lashley and Brock, and have Roman win the match. And then have Braun cash in after the match and say, I said I wasn't finished with you. Right, right, right. And cash in on Roman. That would be the absolute best way that they could do this. But I don't know if that's what they're going to do. I mean, that that's great. It just ignores the fact that they have put a lot of time into Bobby Lashley over the past month. And I assume there's a reason for it other than just fattening him up for Roman. 
that that could be the situation. I don't think that's the situation, though. And if you're putting that much time into Lashley, I think there's a reason for it. Um, and I don't think it's for him to lose here. So, however, I mean, you gotta say that much time. But until they did the obstacle course with with Sammy attacking him from behind, everything they had done up to then, which had been a couple months, had been, had been a it major awful, flop. But it, but it was still a, it was lot a lot of TV right. time for him. Right. They, you know, as awful as it was, they had the idea of okay, we want to give him these fifteen minute segments. We want to make sure he's one of the focal points of the show. And as bad but, as it was, but can you, but can you really say that they really think he should be a focal point of the show when they gave him such shit? Well, yeah, but, but that's yeah. look, the, they could the give him nothing. Bit? Oh god, no, dude, it was horrible. Nobody's arguing that, but it was horrible because Vince McMahon has no idea what's funny. Like, I mean, it's it's not. It wasn't horrible because. Um, they're trying to wreck him. It was horrible because Vince McMahon clearly loves Bobby Lashley and wants him to be at the top of the card and has no idea how to go about doing that in 2018. Vince is, it's just not something that he should be in charge of at this point because he thinks jokes about testicles are what's funny. You know what I mean? Like he thinks that a dude dressed up as a chick is still funny. With a mustache. Yeah, right. Like, uh, so I, I understand what you're saying, but Aaron's right in that they have put a lot of time a lot of it's been poorly used, for the most part. Yeah. Not but, recently. Not no, since, not, no recently. not recently. Right, yeah. right. Not right. since that last segment with Sammy. Right. When yes, they with, when, when they focused then, on his great. physicality. But Amazing. but it's been a lot, and it's still Bobby Lashley that we're talking about. And because of his age, I don't think that this can be like a we've got a big plan for him in two years. I think it's a Bobby Lashley's coming back because we got a big plan for him now. We've yeah. got a big plan yeah. for him immediately, mm-hmm. and so that's why I'm going Lashley. And yeah. That's why I'm going Lashley as well. And he still looks like a brick shit house. Oh my god, he's, it's unbelievable. Yes, right? when when they stop, ha- you know, when they have him fight as opposed to cutting awkward promos and doing weird character work, it's weird. He's by great. the way, I gotta be honest with you. At this point, I'm pretty sure he is as credible as anyone else to be a candidate to be the UFC heavyweight champion too. <laughs> yeah, pretty. I'm much. pretty sure at this point. Hey, he's 15 and two in mixed martial arts. Yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, and then finally, for the WWE title, we have AJ Styles and Rusev. AJ and Rusev, man, I would, if I was booking it, I would put Rusev over. I mean, that'd it would be, be, that'd amazing. be amazing. It would be so amazing. It would, but it's not going to happen. No. <laughs> this yeah. is, I think this is the one we can spend the least time talking about. It would be un, oh my God, the place would come unglued. Despite the fact that he'd be beating AJ Styles, which is the amazing part, right? Like, yeah. you could have him go over the top guy, yeah. arguably in all of professional wrestling right now, the best professional wrestler on the face of the planet. Rusev could go over him, and the place would lose their shit yes. over it. But there's yeah. no well, chance. Think, think about when Rusev went over Daniel Bryan. No doubt. There's no chance that it's happening. No. Zero. Less than zero. It's absolutely AJ Styles. Yes. Um, I think, I think it, it all depends oh, oh, on what oh, oh, they're oh. planning on doing for Mania. Oh! Go for England, by the way. Wait, um, how, we're behind. <laughs> what are you, like a non-HD feed? Why has why that happened for me, you son of a bitch? Okay, oh, that was nice. Beautiful, yeah, too. Go. Yeah, real nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Damn it. F you, Comcast. Way to go. <laughs> Shout out Spectrum. Um, uh, no, I'm actually – here's the thing, though. Who who do you right now see as AJ Styles' opponent at SummerSlam? And this is – Samoa Joe. That's what I think it is, too. It's. I, just, I, th- I think that's why they've been keeping him out of the picture so – the you know the next Tuesday he can come out as AJ celebrating and, and wreck it. Yeah. 
you sure you couldn't see him and Rusev go back to back? Dude, I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd love it. I just don't see it. <sighs> you know, it's fun. until SmackDown this week, I was 100% picking Rusev because I just was like, you know what? I think that they could do a rematch at SummerSlam. But it wasn't until Rusev looked so great this week on SmackDown and AJ looked so pathetic after the match, not during the match, obviously, that it made me flip my my pick. I am going to pick AJ Styles, but I, I, I do believe that if they wanted to, instead of Samoa Joe, they could easily have Rusev, with help of Aiden English, win a cheap win today and have him give the belt back to AJ Styles at SummerSlam. I hope that's what they do. I would. It would be unbelievable if they did that. They it wouldn't would give just a token be... run to Nakamura. I don't think they're giving the token run to I... Rusev. But Rusev's been in the company how how long now? Oh, Seven I years. I know. Rusev's been around. Oh, yeah. He's had he's had major character changes, and he's hotter than he's ever been. That's the that's when you get rewarded, a la Mark Henry. Uh, you know, what I'm saying yeah. that's why we're expecting Kofi to get rewarded. Okay. That's how you get a a two month a two day run out of Christian. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you, man. Oh, oh, we're we're all for I'm it. All, nobody is complaining. Just, with that I, I I just you see the writing on the wall. Like it really is. Oh man, I, I picked AJ Styles because I'm not an idiot, but I could easily <laughs> see. I could easily see them finding a way to have this be Rusev's moment, even if he holds the belt till SummerSlam, bro, and drops it at SummerSlam. He's still a one-time WWE champion. He can always say that. I'm all in. I'm all in for it. Look, I just don't think they have the balls to do it. That's all. I just don't think they have the balls to do it. But it'd be incredible. It would be incredible. All right, Matt Farmer, Defy this weekend, Defy Loud on uh, Friday night. It's going to be insane. Uh, get uh, give me all these social media plugs for you, for Defy, for everybody. You could reach me personally on Twitter at MattFarmer93. You could reach Defy on all social media platforms at DefyNW. Also, tickets are available, DefyWrestling.com for this Friday and next Friday in Portland, Oregon. So, yeah, come check us out if you're in the Northwest. Make the drive. Dude, uh, it's unbelievable what you guys have done. I just thought of something, by the way. Can we all agree that if Matt somehow wins picks this week, he gets to kick Steve Miggs in the dick. Done. Yep. Yes. Done. Okay. Yep. Yep. We're yeah, yep. yeah. We're in. I'm, I'm Miggs, do you disagree? <laughs> I no, he didn't say anything. Yeah. He's, he's in favor. All right. Done. Yeah, I might, I might kick him in the dick just for the hell of it. Well, okay, but let's sign, find Make out sure first. Make sure Yeah. See, yeah. see if you win first. Right. Okay. If you don't, we're still in favor of you doing it. But like, let's just see if we could, you know, make it all tie up really nicely by yeah, having you win okay. and then kick him in the dick. That would just be really okay. cool. Hey, Matt, thank you for doing this, man. This is a lot of fun. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys having me on and always helping out with Defy, man. It's great. We love you guys. It's incredible what you guys are doing. we come back in, we will talk more about the Brock Lesnar spectacle that was this past week. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values. Earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. And now in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army.
Oh. Yeah, girl. Sorry, we're good. When the visions around you, 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 bring tears to your eyes, <laughs> and all that surrounds you are secrets and lies. I'll be your strength. Your strength. I'll be your home. Even your faith when it's gone Baby, you should call Standing here all along And I will take you in my arms And hold you right where you belong Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis of the New York Giants. What a weird bit that was. I, 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 was I think cool. we're the new three count. Yeah, oh, we're killing it. We're killing it. Uh, I have no idea, like, why... <laughs> Like they, what in the world the reasoning was for that? That was but, very clearly like a backstage conversation. Something came out and they're like, all right, we got to work. Going, yeah, we're going right? to work this in somehow. God bless, man. They want to do that every week. I'm all for it. That was a lot of fun. Um, do we have anything else that we needed to talk about from this week of WWE programming before we get to the Brock Lesnar business? Yes, one thing. Oh, who had the best match on Raw, right? Yeah. Who had the best match on Raw? It is. I, I honestly think there are two candidates. Okay, make, make your argument. Um, I honestly, like, and it's not just because he's my friend. I honestly think because maybe just my expectations I, it, by the way, I don't think you're lower. I don't think you're than, wrong. Yeah. Than what was met. I think Mojo Raleigh versus No Way Jose was the best match overall this week. I thought it was a hell of a match. Honestly, I genuinely think it was a very good match. Um, I hope that they get Mojo away from No Way Jose because I think he's looked great. Yeah, I think he's done, I think he's done with him now. Yeah. Well, and I, I think No Way like the fact that they're not showing No Way Jose's entrance when that's what he's is that's yeah. what he gets yeah. over and they're not showing that makes me think they are out on No Way Jose. Well, I'm worried about it. I, I won't lie about that. But no, I did think it was a very good match. Uh, what did you think the other candidate was? Uh, the main event. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm. That that match was just Seth so versus good. Drew, which was. Which 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 started off slow. It dragged a little bit in the beginning, right? But it picked up and gained steam fast at the end. Uh, it sure did. Um, anything else that you think needs? I, I think Drew and Seth was my pick. I hate doing this. I think if you made me pin me down, I had to say Drew and Seth too. Okay. I Poor hate Mojo. I hate that because I love Mojo. Do you just want to give it to Mojo if it was like a? Because it was a really good match. It was a really good match. You're not wrong about that. Well, be, you could have just given it to Mojo. Effie, and you just yeah, you're, to go no, you're you know vote. what? I've changed my mind. I'm giving it to Mojo because I'm not a bad guy. You're a dick, Aaron. We're going to tell him that right now. I'm going to let him know that you, you, Aaron hates you. That's right. Aaron hates you. That's right. Uh, AJ and I love you. All right, update the standings, please. Well, I'm sure that's the first for both. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, that's a good point. All right. <laughs> Neither one of them had ever had uh, a match of the week yet. So I, but but because they were in a solo one-on-one match, I'm able to bump them above like ten, maybe fifteen. Right, because they get a full point, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they get the full point. Hold on. So uh, after 27 weeks, 
of Monday Night Raw. Roman Reigns' record is 9-17-1. The t- current top five of our uh, our weighted standings, you have Seth Rollins with 13 wins, 10 in the weighted column. Roman Reigns with nine wins, six in the weighted column. Kevin Owens with eight wins, seven in the weighted column. Finn Balor with seven wins, five in the weighted column. And Braun Strowman with four wins, three in the weighted column. There you go. There you go. All right, uh, let's get into it. This past Saturday night, UFC 226, Daniel Cormier defeats uh, Steve Miocic, wins the heavyweight championship to go along with his light heavyweight championship. Awesome. Um, I, you know, I know that we're supposed to love Daniel Cormier. I think it's awkward for me because it's not his fault, right, that like he hasn't been able to have the finality. I just I can't be the... He's the second best light heavyweight of the generation, and that's just the reality. Yeah, and it's a bummer for me the way that things have worked out for John Jones, in part because I like John so much. I know it's it's a little bit personal. I'm not even trying to right. hide from that. John and I have been very friendly for a long time. Um, every every John has gone so far out of his way for me to do good things for me and for the Baltimore community. He has raised thousands of canned goods with me. Um, I I. I I, I'm never going to be able to separate myself from this. Like I just, I'm admitting that. I'm not trying to tell you that it's it's me looking at it right. as an analyst. I I have been very friendly with John Jones over the years, and so it's awkward for me. As much as everybody loves Daniel Cormier, I'm like, eh, I'm never going to be able to do that because of my friendship with John Jones. So it's just what it is. I'm sorry. I, you can judge me for it all you want, right. but you know, have a guy come raise thousands of canned goods for you and for the Baltimore that he's not even from. By the way, he's not even from here, and he came and did it for us. So like. You know, when, when somebody does that, then you'll probably understand a little bit more. All that being said, we had talked a couple weeks ago about this rumor that was out there that whoever won that fight, it was going to be Brock Lesnar next. And when we talked about it, we said it's believable because everything's believable at the UFC at this point. Like, why? It's, it makes no sense. It's stupid. He hasn't won a match in eight years. But they clearly kind of don't care about that anymore. Yes. Um... And so Brock Lesnar... Are, are, are you doing the Reggie Bush thing like he didn't win the Heisman? I mean, his win was stripped there. Well, okay. I mean, but he, but he won the match. Even if, mean, he, but even if you want to say that, it's one. He's won one fight against a guy that was well past his prime yeah. in eight Here, years. Here's, but here's yeah. the thing with it. If we're talking about, you know, wins and losses are supposed to matter and the fact that, you know, he did officially by UFC have that win stripped... Like that that should matter if we're if we're taking this as a everything is merit based. I'm, I'm even willing to give you an agent like, yeah. and I'm fine with this. Even I don't if, care about I've yeah. never oh. done PDs so I've never I've obviously never failed a test. I get tested for them shits all the time. But I also <laughs> don't give a fuck if people use them. I don't really either. I, I don't like, per- personally. I don't care either. But I mean, it, again, I'm just going back to the conversation we had a few weeks back, where it's like if USC is going to pretend that this is a meritocracy, you know, surely but, a meritocracy. But I, what I'm saying is, you can still play by with, with AJ saying like a one win over Mark Hunt right. in eight years does not make you a candidate to be the heavyweight champion. Right. Like that, no, that, it's insane. It's because a, he's not going to win. R- that's the goofy part, right? Like <laughs> he's not he's not gonna be Daniel. Cormier. I don't been think one person alive. I know. I don't think he is either. But <laughs> the size difference. It is literally literally the only person that's ever beat Daniel Cormier is the greatest fighter in the I hear you. Fight. I hear you. It, it, the size difference is the one thing that makes me go, man, this is I mean, this is a he- super heavyweight facing a light heavyweight. 
Yeah, and, and Lesnar gets gassed in wrestling matches. That, that's, this is true. I mean, if it goes the distance, then yeah, no question it about it. It won't go the distance because Lesnar will get so gassed that he'll get knocked the fuck out just like Stipe. I think you're right for what it's worth. I do think that you're right. I do think that Daniel Cormier will win the fight. Think about this. Stipe was the first person ever to defend the UFC title, uh, heavyweight title three times. And Daniel Cormier knocked his ass out in the first round. No, I mean, it was... I, very impressive. It was incredibly impressive for a dude that's only been known as a grappler. It was incredibly impressive. For, for, for what it's worth, they did open a line for that, and it is Cormier minus 260. As it should yeah, be. Right. I mean, as it should be. It's insane yeah. that Brock Lesnar— It should Lesnar, be worse than that. It should be like— Yeah, that's a really good point. It should be—it's <laughs> so embarrassing. Look, the, obviously we don't care about the UFC side of this because that's not the show that we do, but it, it's really embarrassing for the UFC. Now, I will say this. As a UFC fan, I watch a lot of UFC fights, and I am— 100 oh, of course i'm gonna watch the goddamn fight nobody's fight. And, and that yeah. segment was the you know the most anyone's talked about ufc in a while nobody's I, like both things can be true yeah it can both be true that you're interested that you're gonna watch the fight that they're gonna make a shit ton of money off of the fight all of that can be true and it can also be embarrassing what i've said is i can still like the ufc i can still watch the ufc but i'm not gonna defend the ufc if somebody comes to me and says, I think that whole thing was staged. I'm it, just saying. It, it was. was. No, I mean, like, they think that, that it was staged that Daniel Cormier won the fight. It was convenient. Like. That's for sure. Okay. Th- that segment goes way better with Cormier than it does. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I don't know. Dude, you're not trying to. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if Stipe Miocic getting knocked the fuck out was staged. I, I'm not saying that I think it was. I'm saying if somebody else said, just said no, I'm, what I'm saying it's is real convenient. <laughs> if somebody else comes to me and says, I think that was staged because of how convenient it was, I'm not going to bother to sit here and argue with them anymore because the UFC has done that to themselves. How is, but the thing is, like, Brock Lesnar's the draw in the fight, not Daniel Cormier. I think it's a honest. much better draw with Cormier than it is with me. You, you have, but, you have... Me, it's, but Stipe is the, would be the is would at that time if he'd have won again would be the greatest UFC champion of all time. Yeah, but nobody like again outside of Cleveland nobody really knows who he is unless you're a hardcore UFC fan. Daniel Cormier has I'm the, not the even pro- a hardcore UFC the fan. The promos cuz I know who the world heavyweight champion is. Yeah, yeah I mean the the promos in this are going to be so much better. Of course they're gonna, everything's yeah. better with Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier has crossover appeal. Now, no, I'm not trying to sell that Daniel Cormier is Conor McGregor. But I don't think Daniel Cormier does though. Like that's the thing. It's like I think you're giving Daniel Cormier too much credit. I, dude, I Daniel think Cormier's biggest moments have always been with mm, John Jones. Right, I understand that. Well, it's not true. He went viral. He's had uh, done a ton of silly viral videos. Where he's, do you remember yeah, the one? but, dude, I'm talking about as a fighter. Right. But what we're I'm talking about mainstream is, appeal. I'm saying mainstream appeal for Daniel Cormier includes the fact that he's been a viral. His silly videos where he's dancing to, like, pieces of fried chicken in the background, like, all that shit. Like, he has gotten a lot of attention over the years because of shit that he has done. So, I... I I'm not again. I, this is, we're having two different conversations. I don't think that they coordinated the outcome of the fight. My entire point is the UFC has done this to themselves because they've danced this dance with WWE, right? Like you've done this where you're now taking someone who is wildly unqualified and putting them in a championship fight. So there are going to be people that think other things of you, and yeah. you just have to live with that. You have to live with the fact if you decide that money is what matters most. Then you have to live with the fact that there are going to be people that are going to think things about you. And the UFC, because they don't, they lack superstars, because a lot of things went to shit for them at the same time. Ronda Rousey, John Jones, Conor McGregor deciding he wants to be a boxer. 
you know, in, one after the other, after their first era of stars retired, Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, that group, Quentin Jackson, everybody in that mix, they're fucked, and they kind of have to do these things for the money. So that's cool. That's their call. They can do that. That's their choice. But what comes along with going that route is what comes along with giving CM Punk two chances to fight on on UFC cards when he's not qualified to fight on a Shogun Fights card. Um, th- you get this type of stuff. This is the reputation that builds when you do these types of things. And I, I'm not going to fight with anybody that feels that way. But sort of irrelevant to what we do here. What we do here is the WWE side of things. For the WWE side of things, I've said all along, I... I never understood why either of these companies would try to make it exclusive with Brock Lesnar. It's the only risk is the injury risk, right? right? But Brock fights so little in the WWE that I don't know how much of an injury risk there truly is. And his is. style isn't exactly, you right. know, going to have a lot of injuries in it. So if you're the UFC and Brock Lesnar will still show up on TV a few times in the WWE between now and Super Bowl weekend to help just him showing up helps you promote your fight. If you're the WWE and you're planning on a big Brock Lesnar match at WrestleMania next year, holy fucking shit, what, so ha- what would happen if somehow, some way, he gets a lucky punch and he ends up being the UFC heavyweight champion? Of course you want all of this. Of course you want the extra publicity and promotion that comes with Brock Lesnar working for both companies. So I've never thought that it was going to be Brock Lesnar choosing one or the other. And I still don't think it's going to be Brock Lesnar choosing one or the other. And Brock's not dumb either. Like, he's not stupid. He can't possibly be banking on having a five-year mixed martial arts career at this point in his life. Like, he's got to know this is his chance to cash in and do this. And then it's suck as much as you can out of being in the WWE for the next few years as well. Yeah, I mean... I mean, that's been his whole MO. Right. Correct. Now, the question is, what do you do? Because as you said, WWE would love to get a lot of publicity out of, of this. Of course. They so you're saying lo- you don't think he drops the belt? I, I'm, not say- I'm saying that I absolutely see a situation where they say, man, we're going to, we are going to make a deal with him that says he carries that title into the octagon. He carries that at, on the pay-per-view, and he goes forward to it. Would I do that? Absolutely not. But, and I think that it was more likely when the first rumor started that it was November in Madison Square Garden, that I saw that a lot more mm-hmm. easily than if it's the end of January, especially after the Royal Rumble. But, yeah, I think there's a scenario in play right now where they want Brock to carry that uh, belt into the title match. And also, we are, we've also wondered the past two weeks why have, you know, plans seemingly changed. No, we've asked know. that question. That could be the reason. AJ, are you okay with going another however many six months without having the champion on TV every week? He's, I don't understand. What, so nobody thinks he's going to be at SummerSlam. No, I'm saying he could be at SummerSlam, but he would retain. The thought would be that he would show up SummerSlam, whether it's Roman, Bobby Lashley, whatever. He retains, and he does the bit again where you just barely see him. That, that you, he carries the, continues to carry the belt, and you barely see him. I mean... I don't think he's going to retain though. I think that WWE is going to get the belt off of him before he wins the UFC title. I mean, before he fights in the UFC championship uh, match, because I don't think that anybody feasibly thinks he's going to win. So you don't want your champion to go on to UFC and get and embarrass your entire company by fighting a real fighter and getting his ass whooped. Uh, So you're saying that it would hurt the WWE more 
if he the, the scenario that Aaron's talking about where he walks no, into I the ring. No, I think it would help them more if he if he's the champ and he that he wins. But I think right. nobody really believes he's going to win. Right, but right. what then that's what Aaron's saying is that they, you get a rub from if he were to walk into the ring carrying the WWE belt. What ends up but happening? Right, but what you're saying what ends up happening is if your champion goes in there and gets his brains beat in in the UFC octagon, it actually does harm to you at that point. Yes, and I don't think they would let him bring the belt down with him anyway. Not WWE, UFC. I think UFC. Mm, I don't think UFC would care all that much about it. I mean, I, I think, think I think as long think as UFC is getting Brock Lesnar because... at this point, they might be willing to do anything. Yeah, that's that's kind of. Now I don't know why they would do it anyway. I, I don't really know why it. It doesn't make any sense for him to walk out there holding the WWE Championship. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it, none. And uh, particularly considering there's no network agreement between any of these people anymore. The UFC is leaving Fox for right. e, uh, ESPN, whereas WWE is going, going to, to Fox. Fox. I, I don't think there's any synergy there that says that anybody wants that. So no, I I. I don't think they would do that anyway, but it is interesting, the notion of he better drop the belt before then because you just don't want to see your champion get pummeled. Um, that's not a good look for him to show up again at WrestleMania coming off as your champion, right. coming off getting his brains beat in. And, and that's why yeah. I thought that the November was way, because then you would have him, you know, Survivor Series or whatever. Could... I'm just not okay with continuing to do this bit. Oh, I, 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 and, and I, the other... I've never been okay with the fact that the champion's not there, yeah. you know, full-ish full time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with the fact that your champion... I don't have sh- a problem if a champ misses, like, you know... Right. If in six months he misses... A month's worth of weeks. Right. Like I'm not tripping. Right. Yeah. Correct. Well, I'm, I'm even would... okay with, you know, every other pay-per-view, as long as there's a present. As long as in the other yeah, pay-per-views, cool you have a too. number one contenders match. But we're not even getting that. Right. We're getting three a year. Right. Maybe four, right? right. Like, that's what we're getting. And I, I think actually right now... And that... how long is his reign now? Oh, my God. Uh, it's, it's like, so it started it at Mania last year. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's around 500, somewhere Absolutely. around there. Is he about to break Oscar's record? <laughs> I don't know if it exactly works that way, but yeah, basically. Um, but I, I think that actually the biggest problem with all of it is, let's say you, you're even thinking about it, who do you have him beat at SummerSlam that's not going to really damage somebody? Like, are you going to put Roman in with him again and again have Roman lose? That would be bad. You're not going to have well, Braun cash in and lose. But that's what we talked about, the argument you could do it with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, Lashley right? and, and then it would be a singles match. I mean, the Brock versus Lashley singles match is... You know. I just I'm not okay with him yeah. carrying. I'm yeah. there's no scenario by which I'm okay with Brock Lesnar walking out of SummerSlam with the title. I've, I haven't been okay with it at this point. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm okay with it anymore. Um, I've I've played along a little bit. Like, hey, this is what's gonna happen. But I'm not. It's been bad. It's been bad for TV. It's been awkward to have many main events that have no tangible value. Um, it's just not good for professional wrestling. You need to have the belt around sometimes, occasionally. The, there has to be the presence of a championship belt. There has to be the idea that everybody's going for something. That's how wrestling works. Um, I, I'm just not okay with it any longer. What but... if, hold on, what if this is all a long con and this is their way of giving us Lesnar reigns again at WrestleMania next year? Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it would Right? Or, well, no, or like the plans are as of today for Roman to win at SummerSlam, and like the day before he's like, nah. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that just, I, don't, I don't think Brooklyn's going to have a good enough reception. Right? We're going to hold this wait, off. Wait until New York. <laughs> wait until New York. Wait until Australia. Oh, God, no doubt. That, that is apparently, that's the other weird bit that I heard. I don't know if that's official yet or not, that the Australia thing is the October pay-per-view. 
Oh, they're not going to have a normal. That that's what I heard. I don't know if that's official yet, but that that's kind of the latest rumor that popped up, which that's... is interesting. It it is interesting. Um, I don't really have a problem with that necessarily. Uh, the Australia show, however, would probably be at like seven a.m. Something like that. I, mean, I don't have... think so. I mean, the World Cup is at. Yeah, but that's in two. Russia. Yeah, that's. But I mean, yeah, but. I, I, I only know about this because of the Australian Open. Let's see. You here. could if oh okay. Here's how you could do it. If they're willing, it's, four, it's fourteen it, and a half hours. Right. It, if it, they're it, if they're willing to do the show in the morning, if they're willing to do the show at like noon, ten, yeah, roughly somewhere in that range in Australia. I mean, ten, time, ten would be eight o'clock hour time. So. Right. You could do it that way. But if they do it at night, their time, that's like three in the morning. Yeah. Here. Yeah. That's. That's brutal. I mean, that would be really bad for that to be your only pay-per-view. Um, I'm opposed to that. All right. But here's the thing, though. I, I don't think that could that would be bad strictly because you either stay up and watch it, which a lot of fans won't, or you, you just wake up the, the network, next day right. with yeah. a yeah. full pay-per-view you, and yeah. you don't know what happened yet. Yeah, but I would I would not want that to be the only one I'm getting that month. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it as a standalone thing. If that's the only pay-per-view I'm getting that month, I I, I don't love that. I don't love that. Anything else about Brock Lesnar? Not really. Let's talk to Rich Swan. How do we do that? We'll come back in. Baltimore's own Rich Swan getting ready for Slammiversary next weekend. He makes a return appearance to the show next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's a very special double issue celebrating Ray Lewis's journey to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We spoke to the friends, family members, and former teammates and coaches who knew him best to tell the story of the path to his induction into Canton this summer. Press Box is available for free at over 500 locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition, which includes all 52 interviews with those closest to Ray at PressBoxOnline.com. Back in here, segment Number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis of the New York Giants. Well, it is time again uh, to have some fun. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, damn, I screwed up the line already. Oh, well, I'll, I'll get it right next time. I just, I love this guy so much. He's one of our own here in Baltimore. He's been a guest on the show before. We hung out with him last year at Extreme Rules, and now he's getting ready for Slammiversary and a huge match that he's part of with Phoenix, Johnny Impact, a recent guest of the show, and also Ishimori in a four-way match for Slammiversary on July 22nd. He is Baltimore's own Rich Swan, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Rich, it's so good to talk to you again, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm happy to be back on Jobbing Out. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. We've had a lot of great guests over the years. I've never had anyone that demanded we have them back on the show before. Like, when we saw Rich last summer, he was like, dude, why haven't you had me back on again recently? I'm like, hey, man, we will have you on every week. We will hey, hey, you know, it's Baltimore. That's my love. And uh, I'm ready to give my voice out to the Be More people. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> it's so good to talk to you again, dude. Um, Slammiversary. Look, I know it's been – a lot of stuff has changed since the last time that we've talked to you, but – uh, tell me about being in TNA, getting settled with the Impact folks, now being on TV, and boy, pretty big way for you to make your you know like pay per view debut at uh, Impact is you're being a part of Slammiversary. 
You know, uh, I am very, very excited to be a part of Impact, and Impact has done nothing but treat me well and treat me with the utmost respect. And uh, its fans, the Impact fans, have done nothing but receive me well. And I am pumped to go out there at anniversary and kill it with the Bone Soldier, kill it with somebody that I looked up to and, and Johnny Impact and be in that ring with Phoenix one more time. And, you know, if people saw... The episode of Impact last week, me and Phoenix kind of tore the house down. So I'm looking forward to being back in that ring with him again. And also, you ain't going to want to miss Impact tomorrow because, hey, it's going to be me, Phoenix, and Pentagon versus Sammy Callahan, Jay Crisp, and Dave Crisp, and we murder it. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that that (laughs) match isn't going to suck. That's all right. That doesn't yeah. sound like it's too bad. <laughs> so, so man, like, and, but like, just overall, like, I'm very happy with Impact. I'm happy with the matches that I'm getting, and uh, I can't wait to see where we go forward uh, within this year and the next year. And, you know, Rich, you you just got to Impact, so you know we ask this of a lot of guys that come on the show um, from Impact and from MCW and a bunch of other promotions. Who's one person in Impact that you've yet to work with that you would love to work with? Oh, man. That's hard because, uh, you know, I have not had a match uh, with uh, Moose. In a, uh, I've had many uh, multi-mans with him, but I've never had a singles match with him. And I think the dynamic of... Uh, me versus Moose would be very crazy, especially with uh, how athletic he is yeah. and with how athletic I am. And then the size difference, you know, it's the story of Giant versus, you know, David versus Goliath. Uh, but I think that we could tell that story in a completely different way, more unique than it's ever been told before. Just have my money. Just take <laughs> yeah, Rich Swan versus Moose, take my money. All in. And I'm you got the local in. tie-in right there right, as yeah, well. Yeah, so so that... like a Baltimore versus DC thing, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm down. Go Mo Music versus Club Music. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what have these past few months been like? Because you've been everywhere, not just Impact. You, you returned to CZW. You're working with MLW. You are everywhere right now. What, just what have these past few months been like? Uh, you know, when uh... – I uh, decided that I was going to uh, retire from wrestling. Um, You know, a whole bunch of people came out and came up to me and they said, hey, man, you know, you were born to do this. This was your God's gift and uh, you should not quit. You should not retire. Well, no matter what people are saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, take that and the people that don't know you, take that and put that to the side. And then when you do blow back up, those people are going to jump back onto your bandwagon. And guess what? It has happened. And to have that happen and and to be everywhere from CZW to GCW to, to MLW to Impact to, like, all over, like, in Canada, like, like man, that speaks volumes to me. And it, it, it makes me feel like I don't want to do anything else. You know what I mean? And it makes me want to go out and uh, kill it anywhere and everywhere, no matter if it's 10 people or 10,000. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, man. No doubt. You meant, you, you mentioned it. I just wanted to ask. Now, I, I was going to ask this later, but do, have ever since you left WWE, have, has there been 
a major change in how the fans treat you or is it, you know, back to normal now that you've been impact? You know, uh, when I made my CZW return, um, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know. And that's why, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a 90-day clause. And I went out and I booked myself right away with House of Hardcore, with with um, the Crash Lucha, with uh, a, a lot of other places, CZW. Um, and that was for WrestleMania weekend. And the way that people received me, the way that social media kind of just took over and, you know, social media is the, you know, end of be all, you know, whether people like it or not for pro wrestling right now, these days in, in our era. Uh, and, you know, once people, uh, perceived me and took me like, you know, for the lack of a better word, I don't know if you guys can beep things out, but yeah. like a piece of shit, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of like dropped my wrestling career, you know what I'm saying? It dropped my motivation. But like ever since I stepped back into the ring and didn't let anything like that phase me, people that were treating me different and you know what I'm saying? Like once my wife went out and, you know, like hey man the situation kind of got blown up it really wasn't like that you know uh we were in Gainesville Florida which is not a a good part for any of us to be in uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry for anybody in Gainesville but you know the truth <laughs> you know what I'm saying you know yeah. the truth um but like once I started wrestling again people started jumping back on the Rich Swan train and uh just knowing that I am a good person. I'm not a, I'm not a monster. And, and anyway, anything that happens in my personal life should not matter to you or any of them. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is my wrestling career. You know what I mean? And, uh, that's, that's kind of how it was, you know, how I looked at it. Rich Swan, no, yeah, yeah. Really, for sure. Rich Swan is with us here on Jabbing Out. Rich, I think the other thing that jumps out at me is like, dude, you're, you're such a beloved performer everywhere you've been. Like, you're the guy that when, when we hear your music, and it's helped that you've had really good music, too. Um, but, like, every time Eddie, you've ever been introduced in front of any crowd, the crowd has just gone bonkers. And I feel like... Just, it's the knee swivel. Yeah, it might be the knee swivel, because it is infectious, bro. But, like, is there a part of you that just, like, that there's, a, there's a freedom in just going and working? Like, that once you get out there, you know I'm going to be able to connect with these people. They're going to dig what I'm doing again, no matter what they think of me, because... That's the relationship that I've always had with crowds throughout the course of my career. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. You just you you literally like just like all like how I feel like you just put into words wow. literally. You know, like the connect. Like man, like. I, I never would have thought, like, a guy my size and stature, my color, would be able to come out and, you know, get people to sing, dance, and then get behind me when I'm getting beat up in the ring, and then go crazy when I hit that leaping run or dive or whatever. Like, I never would have thought, and I'm blessed, and I'm humbled by that, you know what I'm saying? And I think people can see that. Like, I wrestle for the people, you know what I'm saying, like, that you would never think could be a wrestler for those people that are like, man, I'd, I'd love to do it, but I just don't know, man, do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's my, that's my message. If you love wrestling like that and you want to do it, do it. 
and that's and that's how I that's how I portray myself in that ring when I'm in there, you know. You know, as someone who has, you know, very uh, publicly had some ups and downs just in his life overall, how much does wrestling, have you used wrestling to, to move forward in your life? Man, wrestling, it's on in my house damn near 24-7. Mm. Um, I'm always thinking about wrestling. It, like, anytime, if I'm if I feel like I'm put in a predicament or a situation, like, that's tough in life, I always can relate it to professional wrestling. Wrestling is my life, you know? Like, I, I use wrestling for everything. If you're if you're such a big mark, then what's your favorite match of all time? Like, not Ooh, yours. Okay. Not yours that you've been in, involved in, but your favorite oh. match as a fan. For example, okay. my favorite match of all time is Rock Hogan, WrestleMania 18. Hmm. The, my favorite match of all time? Yeah. Like, uh, I'd probably have to say Steve Austin versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, well it, that might be the one, dude. That I mean, might be the one. It's a because, pretty good one. Because, like, everything that they did leading up to that, I was such a Bret Hart fan, right? Me too. And, you know, Bret Hart was my guy. And everything that they did to that, like, Steve Austin being like, you know, if you put the letter S in front of Hitman, that's my exact opinion of Professor Hitman Hart. And then you got Bret Hart like, you know, uh, Stone Cold, he's a filthy hyena, and uh, he, he can't come out here and face me like a man. And like all the promos, all the stuff, you know, and like, then it's a submission match. Like, what? It's a submission match, right? And you're thinking, man, what fucking Stone Cold doesn't do any submissions? What's he going to do? Put him in the sharpshooter? You know what I'm saying? And then, but, like, then Steve Austin's bleeding everywhere. And as a kid, that was the first time I had ever seen blood in pro wrestling. The first time ever. Especially at that, that amount. And, like, yeah, then when Brett boy, puts him in the sharpshooter, passes him out, and then he won't let it go. He's still, like, trying to, like, get at him. Like, I'm like, yeah, wait a minute, Bret Hart's a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> he's bleeding to death. He's literally passed out. Like that, oh, that yes. like how like how wrestling can really change a fan's emotions and really like like they worked that night and they got people to freaking turn, you know. There's no yeah. doubt about that. There's no freaking doubt about that. All right, let me remind everybody, Slammiversary is coming up. It's not this weekend, it's the following weekend it's the biggest pay-per-view event of the year for impact wrestling and you need to make sure that you're glued in on july 22nd as uh, they'll yeah, be up in toronto for slammiversary rich part of that awesome four-way match uh rich we have to talk about the haircut um it, it's gotten <laughs> mixed reviews on uh, and by mixed um a lot of people maybe not as much of fans of it i think as as maybe can you tell me about where, what the inspiration was for the All look right. so so a lot of people, they kind of misconstrued my words. Uh, it wasn't, my haircut was not a tribute to Minori, Minoru, Minoru, who <laughs> <laughs> was not a tribute to Minoru Suzuki. And uh, it wasn't a tribute to Shingo. I just looked at their hair and I was like, man, I could do something like that. But then, so the barber, he was cutting and he was cutting all these crazy, they're cutting all these crazy designs in my head. And uh, they stopped at the dreads and she was like, all right, so you sure you want it to where like, you know, the dreads are hanging? And I was going to get it cut a little bit more, but then I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to leave it to Kane style, right? I don't care. And then, so I want to see what people are going to say about me. I want to see what people are going to say. I left it like that just to prove that I don't care what I look like. Because even before I got my hair cut, right, people were like, oh, look at him. He looks like a crackhead. He looks like this. He looks like that. People judging me on the way I look and not caring about my wrestling. But then when I start wrestling... All that goes out the window. It doesn't matter about my haircut. It doesn't matter how nappy my hair is and stuff like that. Like, I just did that to show people, yo, I don't give a damn what I look like. <laughs> when I'm in that ring, you are going to be paying attention. That's no matter what. That's tremendous. And they're right. You're right. Yep. They are. Yep, they are. they're absolutely talking about right. it. No question about that. You uh, know, and like, and, you know, and another thing, people are talking about my hair. Like, they're talking. That's what I want. That's the idea. Absolutely. That's the idea, right? I, I, I got a question for you just because of the, the style that you wrestle. You take a lot of big bumps, and, and one of the big topics right now uh, after this weekend, of course, uh, Hiromu Takahashi suffered the neck injury at the New Japan show. And, oh, no, did he? Oh, yeah, it was a neck injury. He might have fractured his neck, and a lot of people right now are talking about, you know, has wrestling gone too far with these crazy bumps off of suplexes and stuff? Um, just oh, kind of, what's your man. thought on that? Oh, man. That, well, that sucks that uh, he got hurt. I hope he uh, recovers well, and I hope it's not as serious. Um, freaking, my thought on that, uh, if you can do things safe, definitely do it. But if you can't hit something nine times out of ten, there's no use in trying it. There's no use in risking your body. Um huh? As for, like, big bumps and, like, you know, like, also ladders and cages and going through tables and stuff. I mean, that's kind of like what wrestling has, you know, put us in, right? Like, that's kind of the, the deficit that, like, you know, we're in. Like, we have to do those types of things, like, because everybody, like, ECW, boom, pushed it over the limit. So now people are trying to go even harder, you know what I'm saying? CZW, boom, people are going even harder. PWG, and that's just, like, what freaking, like, the crowd, they're, they're expecting things like that. So now it's hard to up the ante, but I feel like there's no resetting. There's no resetting. Like, it's so, I mean, it, it, it depends on who you are, too. It, it like that's that's a hard you know thing to tackle because like there's only so much you can do and but like in order to be something in this profession in this industry you got to take those risks and you have to take those chances and that's what makes people love those types of guys you know and that's what helps them draw money you know so it's a it's a double-edged sword you you don't want to do things like that and take risks, but on the other hand, you kind of do and you kind of have to if you want to be looked at in a certain light by the wrestling community and wrestling fans. All right, Rich, I know we got to let you go because you got more of these to do, but I'm going to make sure we get some plugs in. I know it's at Gotta Get Swan on Twitter. Are you on Instagram that people can give you a follow there at all? You know, I'm one of the many guys that, do not have an Instagram. Okay, all right. Respect. Yes, sir. Respect. Yes, That's sir. cool. We'll make sure everybody follows you on Twitter then, at Gotta Get Swan. And, of course, Slammiversary on July 22nd. It's going to be an amazing, amazing event. Uh, I, I would wait. like to leave if we can. Uh, we've made it tradition. 
Um, it's going to be a little bit awkward because AJ's not in the same studio as us today, but we'll do our best with it. I'm going to pick it up from We're Gonna Party. Can we sing together again? Is that all right? Oh, heck yeah. Let's go. All right. We're gonna party. Party. Caramo. Fiesta. Fiesta. Forever. Rich Swan, we love you. You've made Baltimore proud and everything hey, you've been through. You it's so great to do this again. Let's not make it uh, too long before we do it again. All right, brother? Heck yeah, man. Have me, bro. Thank you, Rich. All right. Awesome. We've had a lot of singing on this show this week, boys. Yeah, it's just... I mean, when you have golden pipes like ours. Of course. You know what I mean? But speaking of which, I hear somebody's got a new music video. Yeah, I do. Uh, 90s Baby just came out. And in a day, it has, I think, like over 10,000 views, 2,000 likes. It's doing pretty well. I, I, I retweeted it. literally it. came I out yesterday. took a look so. at it. Yeah, I took a look at it. It looks great. Uh, a lot of the footage, if you were down hanging out with us at uh, WrestleMania... You're probably in the video. Yeah, correct. You'll recognize just about everything. Just about everything. Yeah, we shot it. We shot it, you know, during Mania Crawl. We shot it at night on Bourbon Street, during the day in Bourbon Street, like throughout, all around. Um, in the, you know, uh, the convention center. Uh, it was, it was, it's a, it's a really dope concept. And it's like paying ode. Like the video kind of looks like DX's intro. Right. Like, so it, it's really, it's really like paying homage to, you know, arguably the greatest wrestling faction of all time. Uh, correct. I'm, that's exactly right. Uh, well, no. The NWO is the greatest faction of Four all horsemen. time. Four horsemen. I mean, argue, that's why I said arguably, because yeah. there's there's honestly five or so factions that you could argue are the greatest yeah. faction of all time. Like, you could argue off merch numbers and their title reign that New Day is the greatest faction of all time. Yeah, but... Th- you could argue that the NWO just because of this. It's the, the NWO, dude. Like, I mean, it's, it's is it is it though? Because yeah. it had the NWO also had the worst ending. Ever. Well, okay, if you're talking about the WWE NWO, yeah, that was <laughs> well, bullshit. Not even that. Well, no, but the, by the time oh, it got blown in, yeah, WCW, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. When, when they had 200 members, <laughs> correct? Right. It's just everybody, right? And then there was NWO Red, and then there, come on. When Eric Bischoff came into WWE and just decided to put the big show in the NWO, he's like, Stan, oh, my, you're in this now. Yeah, right? Like, that was dumb. Hey, we all know three count is the best faction ever. Well, it is a hell of a faction. You're right about that. Uh, check out AJ's video for 90s, baby. It's very, very cool. All right. Um, uh, let's get into a quick count to wrap it up for this week. Some things we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that we should, and we will start by going off the grid, Aaron. Uh, we, of course, had Juice Robinson on the show last week. My God. Dude, by the way, first of all, not only did he kill on the show, not only was he amazing Saturday night, mm. but he's been emailing with me this oh, week. Has he? I, we are buddies now. Nice. Me and you, and he's my favorite pro wrestler now. Just, I need there you guys you to understand. Did, did you see his promo I, yes, after I the... did. I did very much. You know he used to live with Mojo. I don't think I knew that. No shit. He used, no to, shit. He used to have a house. It was either in Orlando or Tampa, because I remember he was living there when he got released, and uh, it was him. Uh, that's, how, that's when I met... Um, uh, who else was living there? Oh, Bull Dempsey was okay. living there. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember who else was living there. There was a bunch of guys that were in NXT at the time, including Mojo. Well, that's cool, man. Dude, he's amazing. He's so goddamn amazing. I yeah. love him so much. And um, he put was... over a title. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, in his promo, was... he actually said titles mean something. Yep. Amazing, yep. crazy thought. He killed it, and and it was a cool moment, obviously, in San Francisco on Saturday night. But what else do we need to know about yeah. from uh, uh, New Japan? Um, obviously, that the Juice Robinson. The other big storyline thing is we had a. 
sort of breakup, but sort of coming together of the Bullet Club. You had the match of uh, Kenny versus Cody for the title, and it was a crazy match. Crazy. They did a, a full superplex off the top of a giant ladder, which okay. looked pretty amazing. Okay. And then Omega at one point did one of those uh, the, the awesome bombs over the rope into a table, but the table he didn't quite make the table to Cody, so that didn't look too good. But uh, anyways, a brutal match. Kenny Omega won, and... Um, at the end, it looked like you know they were going to kind of put their put their differences aside. They, they shook hands briefly. Cody left, and some of the other Bullet Club members came down. Or actually, no, uh, the Bucks came went, came back up. The Gorillas of Destiny, with their father Haku, came out to the ramp and beat the crap out of their fellow Bullet Club mates. Wow, how about that? So they beat up Kenny. They beat up the Bucks. The rest of the Bullet Club came out. They got beaten up by the Tongans. Then Cody came out. Looked like he was going to help them beat up the rest. And nope, he, he decided to turn good, stick with his Bullet Club brothers, and he got laid out. Okay. So you have the firing squad of Tamatanga, Tamaloga, Loa, and uh, Haku as uh, the firing squad as the Bullet Club is not in shambles right now, but there's been a little bit of a change in the waves of the Bullet Club. Hey, by the way, is there some news related to All In? Oh, which, well, there's a number of... Yeah, of one news. particular involving Flip Gordon. Yes, yeah. and, and this is something that I, I predicted a couple of months back. And uh, so one of the, the running subplots of All In is that Flip Gordon has not been able to be booked. Every chance he's had, he's lost. Cody has denied every opportunity of him. But Flip found a way to possibly get in, and he, next week, is going to be facing Nick Aldis for the NWA title. And if hmm. he wins, hmm. he's facing Cody for the NWA title that? at All In. So, so interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, one other thing we have to talk about, New Japan, though, not storyline related. Okay. Uh, Dragon Lee yeah. took on uh, Hiromu Tak- Takahashi in for the junior heavyweight title. Great match. Fantastic match. At one point, though, Dragon Lee hit a uh, very awkward-looking suplex. It was a kind of double-underhook, weird-looking suplex to Takahashi, where Takahashi landed straight on his head. It immediately looked bad. He continued the match, so we thought, okay, maybe it was just a small thing. Uh, As we go, as we found out later, though, he did, after the match, have to be taken to the hospital. He's still being a bad way. We haven't gotten any official, official word other than he did fly back to Japan um, the other day. And uh, the the concern right now is he does have a fractured neck. That's awful. Just yeah. awful. Sucks. Uh, what was – I read a lot about what, – what happened with JR? Oh, yeah. The other – that was a weird bit too. Uh, JR, so it was in the middle – it was in the middle of the Juice match, the Juice-J uh, White match. Right. I guess the barricades hadn't been secured that well as uh, one of them dropped, kicked the other – you know, into the other. And the barricade kind of flew back. And JR got completely wiped out by it and broke his ribs. Jesus Christ. Is he all right? He, I mean, it sounds like his ribs are broken. He's was able to get home and everything. Right. It's not. He's hard. like a 70-year-old man with broken ribs. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, right. he's, yeah, he's yeah. as all right as you can possibly yeah. be, I guess. And it was apparently a completely unplanned spot. And How old is JR really, though? I said he was 70, but... Uh, I, he's here. in his 60s for sure. 66. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a 66-year-old man yeah, with not, broken that's ribs. that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm not sure right. he feels fucking terrible. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Ugh. Ugh. That's awful. Yeah, I mean, the the, the interesting thing is, is just, like, they went – both Barnett and JR went off when that happened. Like, almost – you could say it's in character, but seemed to completely break character and basically well, – I mean, Yeah, just yell at everyone around him. Given, yeah. given, given the circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. All right. Um, well, the, the thoughts obviously with uh, both those guys. And, yeah. Uh, all rough, rough injuries. Yeah. 
All right. Um, so we know we, there's going to be another May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. And we now know at least one of the participants in the May Young Classic this year. And I know you're going to be a big fan of this as we so, we got the announcement earlier today that Caitlin will be I'm making her so return to be in the oh May Young Classic. Oh, my God. I'm so all in on this. Caitlin. Yeah. Caitlin is awesome. She's I don't want to. I'm going to end up sounding like such a misogynist if I keep doing this. I'm just a big fan. I'm just a big Caitlyn fan. That's all I can say about that. Um, I had thought that Caitlyn had a couple of was dealing with a couple of demons. So, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. So, um, whatever she was dealing with, happy that she's sort of moved past uh, that in her life. Yeah. And um, is going to be back. And by the way, if Caitlyn's in the May Young Classic, then there's no reason why she shouldn't be back on the main roster very quickly. And I mean, I'm ex- and once you just told me that, that's my pick to win the May Young Classic. I mean, like, you know, I, I think they would give it to someone who's a little less known, but she's she's definitely going far in it. She might be the guy, you know, who gives the the girl who gives the final put, you know, the final rub to whoever yeah, does win. There's it, but, no reason yeah. for her to not immediately be a player again, right? As, as, as long as she does want to wrestle, and it's not just right, I want to come back right, for do one this. Thing. Yeah, 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 I hear what you're saying. Um, if that's the case, then she should be back very quickly, yep. very quickly. Yep. Um, and then finally, a big weekend locally. Yeah, we have the uh, Shane Shamrock Cup this weekend. And uh, we have a number of appearances there. I don't know. Botch. Shane Shamrock Cup? What, did you s- what was the botch? Oh, I thought said Ken Shamrock Cup. Shane Is that a botch on you? Uh, no. I, think I, thought uh, you said, I thought you said Ken Shamrock Cup. I, no, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure he said Shane. What? Brian will check the tape. Yep. Brian will check the tape, and we'll deal with it. I think he yep. got it right. Anyway, a number of periods, Mark Henry, Summer Rae, and Rosa Mendez all appearing. Don't know if they will be re- – Rosa Mendez sounds like she is wrestling. Not sure about the other two. But then, of course, there is the Shane Shamrock Tournament, which uh, is going to involve actually a number of interesting names. Uh, Joe Gacy faces Dante Caballero. Caballero is one of these real up-and-comers mm-hmm. at MCW yeah. specifically. Yeah. Joe Gacy is a, is a pretty common name around uh, the East Coast. Anthony Henry and Joe Keyes, another one, Anthony Henry. Getting a little bit bigger of a name around the East Coast, while Joe Keys, while big under other names in places like Shikara, uh, is very well known. Uh, MCW, John Schuyler, our yeah, uh, guest right. from a few weeks ago, yeah, facing Sky Skyskin. Yes, right now. he was yes. good. Dude. I liked no. him. Yeah. Uh, so he's in a match. We have Kakoa versus JD Drake in the match. I'm I'm not really familiar with either of them too much. So that's that's one of the things I always like about the Shamrock Cup. These guys yeah, sure. who, who pop up who I vaguely maybe heard the name once or twice, right. but I've never really seen. So that's exciting. And then we have Ken Dixon versus Brandon Scott. And, you know, that's... We got to get Ken Dixon on at some point soon. He's killed it. And he's yeah. actually shared a lot of our shit on as well. So he's he's been a listener. I like Ken. Yeah. Um, was really involved with the Jimmy's guys as well. So well, we got to get him on. Yeah, we'll definitely get him yeah. on. And, you know, if he wins the Shamrock Cup, that might be, be a, a very, very good time. And then Too Cold Scorpio. Yeah, is, uh, ECW legend. Yeah, is uh, facing Drew Adler. That's cool. Also, I know Mark Henry is going to be there this weekend, yes. as well as Summer Rae yes. and Rosa Mendez. So a lot of great stuff this weekend with the Shane Shamrock Cup at MCW Arena. Go to mcwprowrestling.com to find out more. All right, uh, AJ, we plugged the video. Let's get the rest of the plugs in. Yeah, you can follow me on social media at AJ Francis four one zero. You know, anywhere that they have my music, Apple Music, Tidal, Google Play, um, Spotify. You can get all of that um, from the link on my bio and my uh, Twitter and Instagram. Once again, that's AJ Francis, at AJ Francis 410. Um, and, uh, yeah, all my videos and music and all stuff is in the bio link. Uh, the video is doing really well right now, so 
it's really exciting. It's a good time. Uh, I am excited about the fact that uh, there are so many people that actually listen yes. to my music. And I'm also excited about the fact that I made a video that Marks can truly appreciate it. Yeah, it's cool. It's really yeah. cool. It's It crosses your two worlds big time. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right, uh, Aaron, you're on Twitter. At the A-Oster. The sh- yeah, right? <laughs> I, everybody got a pass, pass on botches last week. Yeah. I just want to point that out. I've never gotten one. I've never gotten a pass. AJ uh, said that Spencer Myers was a basketball player, and Brian felt bad for him because, you know, AJ yeah. had a tough week. So we were willing to give – I was like, all right, I understand When did I say he was a basketball player? In the middle of the interview. Yeah. You were like, dude, you played uh, – you're a wrestler. You played basketball. You said – and we, like, we both noticed – I meant we were, to say football. I know. Yeah, we, we know we, what you we meant know, to say. Yeah. But we were talking about it at the end, like, I don't know how Brian's going to handle that. And Brian was like, well, I, and he had the same opinion we did, which was given the week that you had had – he wasn't yeah. going to pile on yeah. and give you a botch. So we were all in agreement. Aaron, Aaron screwed up his own Twitter account. Aaron said... The Oster. The Oster was his Twitter account. I'm like, dude, that's not your Twitter account. I, it'd be like getting your own name wrong in 2018. And I was like, well, that might be botch worthy. And Brian's like, I didn't think it was significant enough to be a botch. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Everybody's getting passes except for your boy. Your boy's the only one that's never gotten a pass on this. I don't know what that's all about. But, yes, at the AOster, the show's Twitter account is. At Jobbing Out Show. Uh, the email. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. Um, I think I'm going to have something coming out. I'm hoping to talk to the winner of the Shamrock Cup, so I want to do that. Right. And uh, So I'll plan on doing Good that. Good stuff. Uh, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. Don't be surprised if you hear that Rich Swan interview on my show as well this week because he's a Baltimore guy. So um, we root for him, and that's just cool stuff. So we're getting paid then if we are going to use our <laughs> stuff on the show, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it works. All right. Uh, thanks again to Rich Swan, um, and uh, check out Slammiversary next weekend. Uh, I'll be off next week, but you guys will be back and uh, probably do something else TNA-related uh, for next week's show as they get ready for their big event. For uh, Rich, for Aaron Oster, and for the main event. I'm waiting. I'm, I got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to, nowhere to be. Just go ahead. AJ Francis, the New York Giants. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Chopping Out. Chopping Out!